You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back. Alhamdulillah, um, it's your Embrace Show with myself, Dow Duncan, and uh, my good wife, Sophie Hall. So, yeah, welcome back. It's been great, the, the show, Alhamdulillah. Today's show, what are we, what are we talking about, Sophie? We've got a guest. Uh, we've got a guest in today, so it'll not just be yourself and me. Um, we will, we've also got somebody quite exciting in today. So yes. um, we have Skyste, who I hope I pronounced your name correctly. Yeah, that's um, right. And she is a vlogger and you also do blogs. Um, so it's Modern Hijab Look. Yes, it is on YouTube. On YouTube. And um, so you've been living in Glasgow for the past five years. Initially came here to study from Lithuania and you're now became Muslim. MashaAllah. So, alhamdulillah. So really looking forward to that. So yes, I was really excited. Uh, and I think Sky was probably our, our number one mm-hmm. for the first guest of the show ever. Alhamdulillah. And the reason was that Sky's been doing this, uh, been part of this amazing thing, which is the online Muslim community. And alhamdulillah, it's, it's something that's growing. And from the Quran, um, a verse that for me uh, related to this was on chapter 8, verse 63. It's uh, here, it says, and he and he has united their hearts, the believers' hearts. If you had spent all that is in the earth, you could not have united their hearts. But Allah has united them. And certainly he is almighty, all wise. And this uh, here, this verse, sort of reminds me of the fact that as a new Muslim, one of the miracles that I find is I know that I could be dropped at any point in the planet probably. Yeah, well, really, pretty much any point on the planet could end up seeing a mosque or seeing someone wearing a, a funny hat, some people might say, or a beardy guy, or a girl wearing a headscarf. And um, I know that I found a brother or a sister. And this Uma, uh, have you noticed it yourself, Sophie? Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that I think a lot of people who, especially people who haven't been Muslim, they've often, when they've seen the fact that I've been able to walk up to a person in a headscarf or somebody I identify as being Muslim and say Salam Alaikum to them and they're friendly towards me you know it's a it's a really nice thing and it's great for me but it's also I think a great thing for people to see as well yeah it's something that's you know alhamdulillah this verse you know it says if you spent all that there is in the earth you couldn't have united the hearts of the believers this thing that we've got when you meet someone you were outside my grand's birthday party with my sister and along came uh, another a sister who was with her kids and you know you obviously said assalamu alaikum to her and she said wa alaikum salam and she chatted and you were talking about complimenting each other and this was something that my sister saw but I don't think it's just um, you know a, a, a lovely thing it's really for me it's, it's a miracle you know it's something that you couldn't you couldn't buy you just couldn't buy this uh, you know beautiful family uh, a spiritual family across the world and not just that it's not an exclusive kind of family you know alhamdulillah it's something that's um, that goes beyond mashallah so positive for all it's very inclusive 
And this is, of course, spread to the internet today. So alhamdulillah, um, we've got uh, Sister Sky Stay along, and she's going to talk about this. Uh, but I think probably good, uh, as you were saying, to start with a story of how you came to Islam. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for having me here. No problem. Uh, well, how I came to Islam? Like uh, Sophie mentioned, I am from Lithuania originally. And unfortunately, in Lithuania, there are zero Muslims. I have never met any Muslims. Uh, there are no mosques. There actually are not even many people with different maybe skin tone or in different speaking different languages. So it's really much everyone's white, everyone's 80, 80s Christians, how I call baptized 80s. <laughs> um, so when I came to Glasgow to study for the first time, that is where I met a few Muslims for the very first time. Uh, my opinion of Muslims and Islam uh, was very, very negative, unfortunately, um, mm. just because of the media. Um, so when I came for the first time and I met a few Muslims, I just couldn't understand if Islam is so bad and all Muslims are so horrible, <laughs> then why? why those Muslims that I've met are like the best people, the most generous, the most loving, the most caring people I have ever met in my life. Mm. Um, so it happened to be that the first Muslim that I've met was my husband now, alhamdulillah. MashaAllah. Mm. So Quite an impression. <laughs> it is, right? Um, so I met him and I remember I w we were working together and I had to ask his name because he was a new person at work. And I remember asking his name and he said, well, my name is Muhammad. And that much I knew about Islam, right? <laughs> so I was like, oh, you're a Muslim. <laughs> Um, he was like, yeah, I'm a Muslim, alhamdulillah. And in my mind, I was thinking, no to self, do not talk to this guy again. <laughs> uh, but as we were working together alongside each other, I just could not, um, could not understand why is he like literally the most generous, the most kind uh, person. Whenever women would walk into the room, he would lower his eyes. He would always stay up late to help other people. And he would, I started asking him questions and he would always refer to Islam, alhamdulillah. So that is how I start, started being introduced to the real face of Islam. Mm -hmm. And then at university, I met a few Muslims as well. And they were just, again, the most generous, the most loving people. And at, at that time in, in my life, I mean, I was probably 19, 20, or 20 years old. Um, I, I remember thinking, you don't know what Islam is. I know what Islam is. <laughs> I'll tell you what Islam is. <laughs> so I started, um, I started looking into Islam, secretly studying Islam, but not to learn it, but really confront my new friends. Ah, okay. So I just wanted them to basically, to prove them wrong, mm -hmm. to prove mm -hmm. them that Islam is actually as media portrays it. However, after four months of studying, studying Quran, studying, uh, studying Hadith, studying, uh, you just watching YouTube videos of lectures of um, Noman Ali Khan, um, Mufti Meng, I just, I, I proved myself wrong. I proved myself wrong and I remember after four months of studying, um, reading the Quran, there was the, uh, the ver um, there was the Quran where in the end of the Quran there are all the scientific proofs of scientific miracles of the Quran mm. and I remember reading that part alone in my bed in the nighttime and bursting into tears. Wow. It was just a complete realization of, oh my God, God is real. Oh. And he's watching me right now. And I've never, ever again felt the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as much as I felt the presence of him 
right there and then. Mm. And I just knew he was there. I knew he was watching me. And it was such a happiness, but also was a bit of a fright because I was thinking everything that I've ever done has been recorded. Everything was true. Wow, that's that's actually amazing. Um, just to hear, you know, your experiences and you know your journey to Islam. Taking it back to the Shahada, when was it you actually took Shahada? I took Shahada by myself right there and then oh, that night <laughs> in my bed. I just I just said the Shahada because it was such a realization that I am a Muslim already. And it was really scary because I was like, oh my God, I am a Muslim because I can't be a Christian. I can't be a Jew. I believe in in. Prophet Muhammad, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I believe I believe in Allah, I believe in the Quran. There's nothing else I can be. Wow. MashaAllah. So, alhamdulillah. Well, um, w- did you then uh, meet with some people maybe in a masjid and so on? And, and uh, you know, uh, as we know, uh, like yourself, I, I took kind of shahad on my own, as it were. And I'd, um, you know, become uh, become Muslim, yeah, you know, as it were, on my own. Um, but of course, when to become Muslim for the kind of full formal thing uh, involves a, a couple of witnesses. Was there a time for that with yourself? Yes, uh, I did take my... Actually, I took Shahada three times then. <laughs> my second t- sh- second Shahada was at the New to Islam here in Glasgow. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I took my Shahada there. But then when I was getting married in India, I right. took my Shahada certificate from New to Islam. Mm-hmm. And Indian imam was like, nope, it's not good enough for us. You wow. have to take another Shahada in front of us in the masjid. So I had to take it for th- the third time. MashaAllah, it's very interesting actually, something we could probably talk about. You know, since you've become Muslim, has it been pretty much the same? You know, you felt quite stable? Have things changed quite a bit since you actually became Muslim? I think uh, I think things definitely changed. And what changed the most, I think, was the was the social support. That's the most important thing, I think, for the, for the new Muslims. Right. And as, as I did become Muslim, I wanted to look for that social support group for myself. And I thought that maybe Masjid would be the best place to go to. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that people there are very segregated in de- just based on their own maybe skin color, mm-hmm. maybe the origin of their country or maybe their language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I came being a white <laughs> white Muslim with a hijab, I came into the masjid thinking, okay, so where's my group? <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, I couldn't find it. And that was a very lonely stage, I think, of, mm. Um, mm. of being a Muslim. And definitely things changed when I opened myself up. I started looking for, for support groups. Uh, there are Facebook groups. There, There's, like I said, mentioned New to Islam group in Glasgow, mm. um, where you can just really kickstart a yeah. meeting people. Mm. 100%. Moving on then, how do you think it is to be a new Muslim in Scotland today? Do you think it's a really good time to be a new Muslim? Are there any challenges that new Muslim faces face in your own opinion? I think it's a scary time to be a Muslim anywhere in the world (laughs) at this stage. Okay. I think even in in Muslim countries and Islamic countries, it's still a little bit a little bit scary. Just again because of media, because of the wars happening. I've seen many sisters taking off headscarves because of that. I've seen many people leaving Islam. So I think it's a scary time. However, Glasgow especially and Scotland, I think it's better place to be right. than let's say Europe or mm-hmm. even even England. Mm-hmm. Um, I, f- I feel like people are much more, non-Muslim people are just much more open-hearted and uh, open-minded, alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a great Muslim community here in Glasgow. This comes up again and again, isolation. Do you think this is, a, is a, still a real problem in Scotland today for new Muslims? I think... I think that you are going to be as isolated as you're going to make yourself mm-hmm. to be. Uh, especially when you're a new Muslim, you have to be the one who's going out there and trying to find the support groups. You're trying to meet new people. Um, 
as if if you're asking about Muslim community being isolated from non-Muslim community, um, then yeah, <laughs> it, it happens everywhere. I think everyone's kind of in their own little groups. If, if there's like a really practicing Christians, they're going to be in their own groups. The Muslims going to be in their own groups. That that type of um, segregation is always going to be the issue. Yeah, I was actually doing my uh, my dissertation on you know faith schools, and a lot of the time people say faith schools segregate. But subhanAllah, this is a bit of a geeky fact. But of course, you know, even if we think about social class in in Scotland, people still separate by social class and you know mm-hmm, different areas definitely. and so on. Alhamdulillah, kind of natural thing. So you're suggesting if you're a new Muslim, you find yourself isolated, go out there, find out about these groups, new to Islam, others as well in the masjid. Inshallah. Well, you know, Alhamdulillah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think for me. I don't know if you'd agree, but because of this media image of Muslims, because of the kind of anti-education about Muslims that happens, people can be quite scared of going in a mosque and that sort of ideas can even colour the experience of interaction. I know when I looked at an old man with a beard, I used to go in the mosque and they looked really, really grumpy and, mm-hmm. and angry, you know. Uh, I thought, I better say salam alaikum, say salam alaikum to you. And then the uncles are like, wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah, you know, and, uh, you know, give, give a nice reply and open up, you know, completely turning that image backwards. Um, but yeah, alhamdulillah, of course, part of your experience of, of meeting new company has been through, through the vlogging. Mm. So, you know, what's it's- that been like then? So certainly something, you know, you've started your own vlog on YouTube. So what led you? Was it part of your journey to Islam doing the vlogging or was it something that you did before? Uh, that was, well, actually, now that you mentioned it, I totally forgot about it. I actually had um, a music channel. <laughs> I had it for like a year before even becoming a Muslim and I was trying to put some some songs on um, and then I deleted it immediately after <laughs> becoming a Muslim and I created uh, an Isla- like more like Islamic I guess channel um, the reason for me making a YouTube channel was that you know many people make YouTube channels when they feel confident and they're just like out there for me it was the opposite I was mm-hmm. very much I didn't feel like I have much social support and I think that was one of the ways for me to cope with that mm. was to sort of make my own social support group in a way. Um, and another thing is that I wanted to start wearing hijab but at that time, that was about like four years ago when I made a channel, um, there were not that many uh, YouTube channels out there that would teach girls how to wear a headscarf in like a really nice way. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like many girls decided not to wear it just because they didn't want to look like grannies. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like if when the first time when I saw a few ladies on YouTube wearing headscarf in like a really fashionable, like really nice modern way, it inspired me to wear hijab myself. And I wanted to be the part of that change, the part of that community of inspiring young girls to oh, start wearing headscarf. Oh, uh, that, that's quite, uh, it's very noble, very, uh, you know, it's really quite brave as well, you know, to go out there and put yourself out there. And certainly I enjoy watching your videos and I'm sure there's many people out there who do, inshallah. And what would you say your experience of doing these vlogs has been, you know, from the reception others have had as well as, you know, the time it takes and things like that? Oh, it takes a lot of time. It takes it takes probably three hours of production to produce maybe 10, 15 minute video. So that does take time, but um, I hope that it's all worth it. It definitely for me. It's like now it's like a creative outlet for me mm-hmm. because I it started something as a as inspiration for ladies to wear hijab, and then I started telling my um, my story of how I come to Islam, um, and then it's from there it sort of built up to be a um, creative outlet and. Um, a daily sort of life 
lifestyle vlog. What kind of reception do you get to your to your vlogs? Do you, do you hear from people around the world? Or? Definitely. I have a lot of comments. And I remember at the beginning, I was very surprised because I thought that, okay, I will get really nice reaction because, mm-hmm. I mean, what's there not to like, right? I mean, just a girl chatting, showing how to wear a headscarf. Why not? I mean, I really enjoy this type of video, so I thought people will enjoy it as well. I was very surprised that there was a lot of negativity from non-Muslims. Wow. But more so, it, there was more negativity from Muslims. Mm-hmm. especially from men saying that women should not even be out there should not oh. show themselves should be at home should cover up and i remember that re- as as a new muslim i kind of got scared because i was like well if that's islam i don't know if i want to be a part of it mm-hmm. um so i remember stepping back at the very beginning stepping back and stop uh, started not even reading my comments anymore because of that mm. i mean it's it, it's one of the things that strikes me about YouTube is, you know, sometimes I don't read comments anymore and I see other YouTube vloggers um, because I find myself getting riled up by seeing some of the comments that get put up there. But mashallah, you know, I really enjoy watching your videos and, and other, you know, hijabistas, I think mm-hmm. they, you get called. <laughs> you know, other hijabi fashion vloggers and lifestyle vloggers like yourself. You know, for me, certainly, I, I find it, you know, not everyone feels social all the time. And it's quite nice to have something that's quite passively social. You know, you can yeah, watch it and you're definitely. not having to make effort with somebody. Mm-hmm. And you feel you feel integrated into the community mm-hmm. just by watching. You can relate with those people. You can get inspired by them. Mm-hmm. And you just don't feel as lonely as maybe you might be if you're just a new Muslim. Yeah. Uh, on that point, I've got a question. You This clearly seems a great uh, option for those who are feeling isolated get yourself out there on this uh, these huge communities of you know, I'm expecting quite supportive people like yourself and so on do you feel that it's a substitute completely for you know actual physical socialization or do you feel it's uh, it's uh, one part of it I, th- I think it's just one part of it. Nothing mm-hmm. will really, nothing will really replace the real thing. You know, right. a real hug from a sister, a real mm. assalamu alaikum that you can actually you get get an answer to. Alaikum mm. salam. Uh, it's really one-sided type of relationship. Um, but for me, it was sort of, it kind of saved me in a way mm. because I was quite lonely for quite some time before I started making friends. Mm. Uh, so for me, it just it was a way to to feel integrated into community. Mashallah. And if there's other people who do think, well, maybe they haven't got a community and they want to do something similar to what what you're doing, what what advice would you give them if they're thinking of starting up their own vlog or even a a written blog? I would say that there's a lot of negativity out there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you have to have a really very thick skin (laughs) (laughs) um, because I have seen so many beautiful channels being deleted after just a few months of running just because of the negativity that's out there the negative comments Mm. Um, so I feel like you just really have to if you want to do something like that definitely go for it but um, keep in mind that it's not just all nice and rosy and you need to really look at the at the comments of Mm -hmm. the even youtubers that you like look at their comments because it's definitely going to be something uh something negative there and i don't know if you feel like you can face that yeah Mm -hmm. i think that's that's a good piece of advice i suppose for for all of life you know like prepare yourself by doing a bit of see what other people are doing the same yeah definitely and make sure that you have something new to offer Mm -hmm. make Mm -hmm. sure that it's not something that's out there already Mm -hmm. Uh, if you do something do it do it right do it full-hearted do you know get the good camera (laughs) lighting do it professionally don't just do it with with your phone because there's a lot of videos like that but they don't really don't really rise i guess Mm -hmm. 
what kind of money then? What kind of uh, price do you think it would cost to set up a you know entry level, you know, sort of cheapest uh, but you know nice vlog? Uh, what would you suggest? Well, we definitely would need a camera, mm-hmm. um, maybe DSLR or something. Right. Um, then you need a lighting. Yeah. Lighting. Let's see, maybe. 100 camera maybe 300 <laughs> so we're talking about we're talking about uh, about the price tag mm-hmm. here um maybe 400 pounds or s- something like that around those lines at the moment mm-hmm. um but i would say that also if you are a really talented person maybe you're talented making he- like head scarf tutorials or mm-hmm. maybe you're talented um doing makeup that could be a business outlet as well Mm-hmm. Um, so in that case, you should look at it as an investment. Or maybe you already have a business that you want to promote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So again, it's just kind of a like um, investment, I guess. Mm. I think uh, quite, quite a few of the hijab bloggers, I suppose, there was a big explosion, we say, of like mm-hmm. um, hijab shops online. And mm-hmm. suddenly I feel that there's, there's not as many. And the ones who've really survived are the ones who've got YouTube original, channels. Yeah, and they mm. have YouTube channels. Mm. Yeah. MashaAllah. So... Um, what would you say uh, for those uh, new Muslims that have uh, just become a Muslim, uh, you know, just taken jihad and maybe very recently, what kind of advice would you give if they're listening to the show right now? I would first of all say that probably the reason why they got, well, I mean, at least, I don't know if you can agree, but many Muslims um, become Muslims because they know somebody who's a Muslim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I think the first thing is that don't listen to everything that that person or those peop- this group of people tells you. Okay. Do your own research because mm-hmm. I have just recently witnessed very sad you know, story of, of a brother coming into Islam, mm-hmm. but unfortunately the group that kind of pulled him into Islam were yeah. really radical mm-hmm. and scared him away within first few months mm-hmm. uh, because they were like, you have to grow a beard, you have to wear... Um, the full Islamic men's yeah. dress. Um, the lady has to wear a niqab. She has to cover her face. And he just really got scared because yeah. he thought, if that's Islam, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, he left the, fi- the you know the field of Islam. Um, so I would say definitely do your own research. Don't just listen to what people tell you. And if if you feel like they're too extreme in one way or the other, uh, definitely check with the Quran, check with the Hadith, maybe go to, to Imams. I think, um, yeah, I, I don't know if you'd agree with me, you know, I, and in fact, I, knew, I don't know if it's the same brother that I know as well. Alhamdulillah, I think... Uh, uh, if it is, then you know he's he's doing okay. You know he's kind of come come back, as it were. But for that's a, a story I've heard before. You know, people this happened to people. Checking in with an imam, checking in with an actual scholar in a mosque, you know, is is for me a good thing because I feel everyone's got Quran, everyone's got Hadith, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas with a scholar, they've spent a lot of time studying, and you know, they'll be in what I would call the mainstream of mm-hmm. Muslims. Yeah, you know, definitely, there has there has to be a balance in Islam. You can't be too extreme and you can't be too too light-hearted. Yeah. Um, one thing just when you're saying you check with an imam, it's maybe not easy for everybody to check with an imam, especially for a sister to know how to approach that. It's just a little plug for my uh, my day job, um, which is I work for Amina Muslim Women's Resource Centre and we have a helpline that runs uh, Monday to Friday. The number to call is 0808 um, and it's a free phone number. It's free phone from mobiles as well. So it's for Muslim women. It's for Muslim women. Yeah, yeah it's for including Muslim women. New Muslim women as well. That's including you. You're, you're in the you're in the gang. Yeah, mm-hmm. including so. new Muslim women as well. So um, I just think it's an important one to know about because it can be quite daunting, especially if you hear something like you say, um, and you think, oh, I don't know if that's right or that doesn't quite sit right with me. Um, it's always worth, like you say, checking your facts and and Definitely. really kind of researching what's what's correct because um, 
there's there's the thing I heard and um it's it's not a Muslim saying or anything like that, but it's just a general saying which is that you are the sum of your six closest friends. Mm-hmm. So your company is so important and you know you're saying you know the, this gentleman's company he found it wasn't didn't fit him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah alhamdulillah. We're, we're taught in Islam that you can you can all, you can tell a person, you know, look at the company. If you want to know a person, look at their company. And and mashallah, it's uh, it's good advice. And you know, it's it's uh, certainly a key message that comes out again and again from people, you know, individuals that we meet as new Muslims. And also, there is a number of uh, quality, you know. Good high-level studies into the experience of new Muslims, and again and again, this uh, issue of isolation comes up and again and again. So, if you're an organisation that's looking to look after new Muslims, one of the needs that comes up is is isolation. And alhamdulillah, from the Sunnah, we know to to give and provide good company, facilitate good companies, mashallah, a a fantastic um, opportunity for yourself uh, to do good with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, God Almighty. So, uh, thank you very much, uh, sister. That's been a, a lovely show and you know a brilliant first guest alhamdulillah where can we see your uh, vlog if uh, you know people are looking into that it is on youtube you just need to enter into the search um modern hijab look mm-hmm. as one word and you will come across my channel inshallah Mashallah, very good. Um, well, thanks again, and uh, we'll also thank hiding in the background your mother as well, who's come <laughs> on, but uh, and not not yet on the show. Uh, but inshallah, maybe one day. Yes, God inshallah, we're working on that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, thanks very much. And uh, yeah, um, so for those at home listening in, to get in contact, we've got a couple of ways. We're on Twitter, and we are at Embrace Radio. So it's at Embrace Radio. And you can also email us. You know the, the email address? It's embraceradio at gmail.com. Oh, okay. That's embraceradio at gmail.com and uh, at embraceradio for our, our Twitter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, please get in contact. We're going to start putting much more on there, but we'd love you to get in contact. Uh, don't be shy. Send an email with an idea of a show. Maybe you're a new Muslim that would uh, love to be on the show. Please get in contact. It'd be great to have you on. Um, as you finally make dua for us that this is accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, forgive us for um, all, all of our shortcomings that have come from ourselves. And uh, we hope that you'll uh, join us for our next show also, inshallah. I think it just uh, leaves uh, me to say, Assalamu alaikum. For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.score or check out the Arc Media app.